Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. of Mostly Lit. We're here for our special Valentine's episode <laughs> and Valentine. I'm here with... You should have called us Mostly Love. Most Ooh, love. Mostly Love. Mm. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Mostly Love. With <laughs> <Here's> myself, <laughs> Ray, and my two handsome, handsome men. Oh Y'all please introduce yourselves. <laughs> Wakanda forever! Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I'm Derek Owusu. I'm Alex. I'm Alex Reeds. How's everybody doing? How was your weeks, guys? Weeks are great. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good week. It's been a good it's one. It's a good wow, week. Ray, you smiling a lot. Ooh. Ooh. No, can we actually behave on this episode, please? <laughs> 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 can we actually behave? Um, yeah, I surprisingly was a good reading week, which I'm like, I rarely have. Me too. Yeah, like mm. I haven't had those in a while, so I'm really like... Oh, wow, I had a oh. shit reading week. Oh, Pele. But it's fine. Oh, Pele, as I say in Swahili, because, you know, I can't be just sprouting. You can't be appropriating your yeah, remarks. Yeah, exactly, even though, like, I'm just surrounded by them. Right. So I can't be doing that, because... Oh, so that's why you smiling. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. Derek, can you just focus? <laughs> I'm right, I'm right. Shit. Why are you wearing a coat when we're inside? Because yeah. man's not hot, bro. You look like Michael Duffer. Oh, okay. A skinnier version, Shit, shorter me... version. No, shorter version than Michael Dapper. Is that Michael Dapper short? Michael Dapper's short. Shorter than you? Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, not wow. short. Yes, you are. I'm five foot ten. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I feel like you're five nine. <sighs> okay, whatever. But that's only because, you know, your your intellect and thoughts make you a bit shorter to me. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, okay. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway. It's, so it's been a good reading week for you guys. Yeah, I've read three books this week. Oh, wow. Mm. I've done three books but i haven't finished all of them but i'm in the midst of them which is really weird because you know how i always read one book a week mm. i know it's amazing <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> what are you guys reading this week um so i finished murakami's what i talk about when i talk about running which is great very isn't, that, insightful. isn't that a really long book isn't that book really thick no nah, not really which one is it? it's like he's got a couple of thick books but that's not iq84 is thick 
Why Not Bird Chronicles thick, Kafka and the Short thick. But this was like 180 pages or something. It was that long. And then obviously I read the book we were talking about today. And then I read The Eye by Nabokov, which was like 90 pages. It wasn't mm. that long, which mm. was quite good though. Um, But yeah, so yeah, good reading week. Okay, right. Um, so I read um, Slimani's, I talked about it last week, um, Lullaby. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved it. It, it it's so basically it's, it was published a while back but obviously it's been recently translated into english by faber and faber so that's why there's like been a bit of a resurgence um and you know they're, they're using this whole is this the next gone girls type of marketing to really like bolster it up in the markets and stuff okay um i really enjoyed it the suspense that slomani writes in is really cool oh you finished it yeah, yeah. um it's, it's, it's not that really, long. It's not that long. It's not that long. It's really enjoyable. It's really like tense. Mm. Like you're always just tense. And it's about this like killer nanny, basically. Um, and I think that one aspect I really enjoyed about it is like absence and like despair. Like, and how you can really try and cover that up with Oh, good old despair. Love. Yeah. <laughs> and how you can use love to like kind of try and cover that up, even if it's like a love of children or a love of someone's life. Um, oh, and it just doesn't work. Friend. Like, love genuinely doesn't really feel that void you need to really find yeah, she's french else. isn't it it's, yeah. a, it's a set in france yeah she's Moroccan. It, it's 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 written like how french films are like it's really weird in the way it's written you can taste the french off the words yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean anyways so i read that you can taste the french off the words yeah okay whatever and Did then you know, what i'm uh, saying that i, I like that yeah, because you, no because Hold on your point now, because when you actually translate from English to French, French to English, you can still keep, you have to still keep the the level of Frenchness yeah, with it. Just, Alex has come to show off. Yeah, come it's, to do te- it's, um, it's just the, the, the tenses, the, 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 like the way it's written. It's really yeah. nice. Anyways, and then after that, I've been reading a few essays from Achebe's. Um, you gave it to me actually. Did I? Um, yes, the oh. education. No, the education, education oh, of British a British protected child. child. So I've been reading a few yeah, essays. Did you did that? give that to me. Um, are you sure I didn't borrow that to you? Lend it to you, sir. Um, right. I, don't, I don't know. We're going to talk after the um. show. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure Alice gave you that? Mm-hmm. When? when You've been given me a single book. You're right, I think I gave you that. When did mm-hmm. I? Okay. Don't didn't you... You lost it though, didn't you? You lost your copy. Yeah, no, you I gave it to Ray. You lost your copy. You lost your copy at Africa Rights. No, no, that was in Gugi Wathiongo. That was decolonizing the mind. That's, That's not, why I lost the Africa rights. Anyways, so I've been <laughs> reading that and I've just been reminded at just how beautiful Achebe writes. Okay. He's just like, I haven't read Achebe in three years. Mm. And I'm like, bruh, I really missed you. That's not even his best performance. Bro. I know. His best writing performance is in The Problem, The Trouble with Africa. The Trouble with Nigeria, sorry. Okay. And um, that is... Oh, I God. might not read it. But what I, is so good? And his criticisms of Half Darkness, that's amazingly written. Oh, yeah, I've, I've read that. That mm. is amazing. So that's an essay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. But yeah, so I've been reading that. And then, obviously, I've read The Essays in Love, but I haven't finished it. I haven't been reading chronologically with this. It's just been sporadically yeah. dip, dipping in and out of chapters yeah. of what I think might be quite nice. And surprisingly, what? the chapters that I quite like is... Um, Wait, we're going to talk about the book on the show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> what? Reading, and I'm carrying. Like, I'm carrying. Um, oh God, the children of blood and fire in my bag right now. Yes. the children of blood and bone. Blood, blood, blood and, and bone. bone. Blood and bone. <laughs> I can't wait to start that. Why am I thinking of fire? Because I was talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't I wait to start it. that. When I saw that, like when I got that, 
Yeah, Whew. I'm really excited for that, and I think I might just spend this whole weekend just like. I you like two it. are annoying because I, like, I, I, bought, I, like I gave it. you. I know, I know, I know you I know gave that. Yeah. We had it. Yeah, it. we've had it, but it's just that we've got a new fresh copy. With and it's the got actual... the, full, the full illustrations yeah. and the full cover. Either way, gonna get written. I mean, gonna get written. Did you actually give it to us or somebody else gave it to us? They just gave it to us. No, I got sent three copies and I I distributed them. Yeah. So you're just a distributor. But you guys are acting as if you never had the book before. I'm never. I'm not acting that way. I didn't add that way. Okay. I, so I, like, I have I like, it in my bag. I just like the new illustrations that are in there. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> like, like illustrations, drawings, nice. Cool. So what have you not read this week, Alex? What have I not read this yeah, week? Yeah, what did you plan to read and you didn't get around to it? Oh, that's a good, that's a good Ooh, section. We should have that right? section because right. that section is... Come on. That's a good section, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you plan to read that you didn't read? <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't even plan oh, to read... I, I so shady. I know you're an idiot. I didn't plan to not read any... Like, I'm trying to think. Wow, so you didn't even plan to read. No, I didn't plan... Who I literally, are you? I literally didn't we plan... need to find a new host. I didn't, I didn't plan to read anything this week but the book that we read that we went to read this week that I didn't even get to finish. You didn't but, even finish that? Yeah, but that's what I was saying. It was a, well, for me, it was a shit reading week this week. So oh, Sorry. It is what it is, isn't it? You know? Mm. But, oh, I'm reading Lincoln in the Bardo this week as well. Why? Why? Uh, because it just came from Waterstone, Waterstones. <clears throat> and the... the um, the they always, who they always me. sell. They always sell you these. No, but there's this one books. bookseller who's fuck. He's so good. I, I can't remember his name. He's he's kind of short. He's got a bald head. Sometimes he wears a bow tie. Right. He works. Was, was he the one that I that when I was in there the other day and he was kind of like telling me which books to look at. No, 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 not him. He's good as well. I think he's one of the managers. But this guy. What is this at Piccadilly? Yeah, Waterstones Piccadilly. I need to ask him what his name is because I always chat to him when I go there. He's always nice to me and stuff. Somehow I found myself in there looking at the Rosie Project and. Um, A.A. Gill's got, like, a collection of journalism. We were supposed to read The Rosie Project this week. But somebody... Ch- I changed my mind. Changed. And then he even had the audacity to be like, this writing is so terrible, this book. I was like, you prick. <laughs> I could have you been reading The Rosie prick. Project. Do you know what I mean? Man. But, yeah. And then I've got Reservoir. Picked up Reservoir 13. Um, John McGregor's book. And then, yeah, I don't know. I want to have a... I want to take it seriously this week and read a bit more. But just this week just wasn't. It's all right. Don't pressure yourself. This week just wasn't the week, man. Just make sure you read what we're reading for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. So, Derek, what is your gem this week? My gem this week? It's not a book. It's a movie. Keeping in line with our whole love and Valentine's thing. Oh, yeah. It's a Valentine's episode. Yeah. I thought I'll pick a movie that's about love, but... Mm. It's a very complicated kind of love. So it's called Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Yay. Um, which is one of my favourite movies. It's, it's, have you seen it, Alex? Yes, I have seen it. You've I haven't seen, seen it, right? it, I haven't haven't seen it in ages, though. It's so, it's so, 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 so good. Um, it's basically about a, a gentleman at the beginning. Actually, I don't know if I can even talk about this without giving loads of it. Well, actually, I mean, I can. Forget it. At the beginning, because <laughs> it happens straight away. At the beginning, he's like, obviously, um, you see him on the beach and stuff like that. And then he's talking to himself and he comes across this really kind of like quirky girl. And then they end up talking and dating and whatnot. And they're kind of like, uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's scattered, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's like, it, it jumps is, yeah. from back and forth. But basically, essentially what this guy, he knows the woman he meets on the beach mm. because they were dating before. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they wiped their memories because they didn't want to remember each other anymore. All but right, then they're okay. just drawn back to each other. They keep, do you know what I mean? Because they managed to hold on to certain memories. And then, do you know what I mean? Um, 
but I'm not explaining it very well, but it's very, very good. It's very, very well done. It's really, I don't know, it's like, I was thinking about it and I was like, if you could actually say everything about your partner, record it on a tape and then play it to them, if you had the opportunity to do that, so then they know exactly what you think about them when they think you're not going to hear what you've said, would you do it? Yeah. Like, so if someone said to you, okay, tell me everything about your partner, they're not going to hear what you say, just tell me the truth, yeah? And then you say everything, you let everything look, um, let everything go, and then afterwards they say to you, okay, now you have a choice. I can give this to your partner so they can hear everything you think about them, or I can destroy it. I would give it to them. I wouldn't. Why not? I don't think, like, even with your partner, I don't think everything is for them to hear. You know what I mean? I disagree. I think I sh- I will be I sh- I want to be with somebody who is who I'm comfortable with me telling them everything I think about them even if it's negative. What did what I mean? um what did Anika from Home Fire say last last week in the book? She's like, you know, you got to keep some of your secrets. Bullshit. You can't keep you. I mean, you can't tell everybody everything. You everything, can't tell, but everybody, then if, if something comes into everything. mind, you should be able to feel like you can say it. Yeah, not everything about yourself, but like everything about you them. think of that person. They have a right to know what you think of them. Exactly. On every level, that's all, unfiltered. That's, that is, but that's think, what they're but depending but, on. But then I think that's that will show up, and it will show you. It will kind of alter their perception of you, and alter your perception of them. And if it alters your perception, and then that just for the, means because then that just shows that how how much of relationships are kind of no, Alex. If it alters their perception of you for the for, for the worse, and then they decide they don't want to be with you anymore, then so be it. Fair enough. That's that's justified. That's I think, good. But I think that's a, I think that's the case in a lot of relationships, though. Well, yeah, you, it's probably why they so many, things, so many things you don't say, 100%. Exactly, and that's the problem. Like, you know in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, when um, she's talking to the therapist and she's like, what, you know, what, what's, what's yeah. the name of that, that feeling where there's just like everything you, you, what do you say? There's like a void between you two and it's filled with all the things that you can't say to each other. And the guy's like, that's marriage. Like, that's not a good thing, bruv. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Communication is key. You should I mean, be able to say anything. There's communication and then there's saying everything but about them i think what i just you're, don't, I feel like you're I getting don't confused it's... is we're not saying sit them down at every opportunity and remind them of every little thing but it's more so like what, what i where i'm coming from is if an opportunity presents itself whereby somebody needs to or somebody i feel a certain something and i feel like i want to say it to them mm-hmm. nothing should stop me from saying it to them because i should be free enough in the relationship to know that if i say something positive then they'll be able to take it. And if I say something negative, then they'll be able to take it. And if they don't, then they are justified to leave. Because relationships are just about interest, essentially, which is what Alain de Bouton said. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I would. Because what I think of somebody, and even if I say something, if I still want to be with them despite their apparent flaws, that should mean more than anything, really. Ah, oh, okay. I don't know. But, yeah, oh. that's my I, that's my thing. I, I would. I would. Yeah, I man. I don't, I don't really think... I don't know. If something's annoying you about your partner, you should be you should be able to tell them. You should be able to tell them, but in the fact... The way that you said it was like, you know, if you could just record everything that you had a problem with or whatever. But that's perfect. Yeah. But just you know, everything. You wouldn't, but you wouldn't filter it. No. In the same why would you sense. want to filter it? I mean, it works because in you, because, because you take... And, but then they always erase each other's memories, no? Was it not? That? No, but then at the end, not, not always, they've done it once. And then at the end, when they hear what they really think of each other, it's kind of like, shit. But then afterwards, they're like, you know what, okay, sh- I mean, should we give this a pop? Do you know, it's a happy ending. I feel like, Alex, you like, to, 
keep the peace. I love that movie. It's yeah, fucking like, incredible. What am I going to do? And anyway, we'll She's talk about we'll talk about animal. that in the in the rest of the film. The rest of the film and the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so that's eternal spot. Uh, what's it? Eternal sunshine, eternal sunshine of a spotless, spotless mind. mind. Alrighty. Um, okay. This week, guys, we we read. We reading in the in the midst of reading. Well, I read in the parts. Yeah, Did you read last week's book? You didn't try. <laughs> I read too. Yeah. Um, we read essays. Essays on love by Alain de Botton. Essays in love. You know. Shut your mouth. It's called On Love in America. He, no, he I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it on Goodreads. Like, I couldn't find it. It was called On Love. It? Yeah, it's called On Love in, on in Goodreads. America. Yeah, sorry. Say that again. Oh, I read a lovely review about this book, actually, on book on Goodreads. Oh. Um, someone said that <laughs> every person should, every couple should be sent this book to read on the uh, third month, like their first trimester of their like love um, by the government. <laughs> like it should be a mandatory thing that you must read oh, and I'm like police, no I don't agree because I don't think that whatever he was that he was talking about was love no. especially at the beginning when they met I, no. it was just oh my god I thought it was bullshit it was mechanical so what's the what's it about wasn't. what's it about <clears throat> what's the book about it's just literally about I mean it's I personally see it as a novel yes I agree you know there's a, there is, there's a narrative thread running through it and it's literally just about this gentleman he falls in love does he with with Chloe? Well, he thinks he falls in love, which means he probably did with Chloe. Um, on an airplane from France to London, and then it just tra- tracks their relationship, what they go through, what they think of each other, different uh, different different areas of their blossoming relationship, and then obviously eventually comes it's to different. an end. You know, deals with infidelity. Suicidal thoughts, which I feel like the bottom oh, handled. Who cheats on who? Chloe, isn't it? He handled very sloppily, in my opinion. Was it Chloe? What? That cheated. Yeah. Oh, of course she did, little skank. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I my opinion of the book. I, I mean, the first time I read it was like four years ago, and I was like, wow, this book is literally just blown up on my relation, my relationship at the time, the girl I was with, and I was like, I feel like I'd been through all of these phases with her. So I gave it to her to read. She read it and then she was like, mm, I agree. And then we came to do, mm, maybe this relationship isn't really for us. Wow, a whole book broke you apart. Imagine. Well, it did and then we got Absolutely back together. But then useless. we ended up breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Can you imagine? Yeah. Reading a book and it's just like, mm, so... But it just, do you know why, do you know why it did? I think, I think you just wanted to break up. That's why you no, gave it to No, it basically just made me realise that what I thought was love wasn't. I was just kind of like, this is, this is, if it is love, it's a very immature version of love. It's very, it's very um, animalistic in the sense that it's, it's something that I can't... It's, it feels like instinctual. And to me, that's not love. I feel like love, you have to have a certain amount of control over who you love because there's a choice element in it, I believe. So if it's instinctual and it's just very much, you know, oh, animal-like obsession, attraction, mm. I just don't feel like that's love. So obviously that's what lust. the bottoms... That's what, that's what lust no, is. No, that's you know? not. So basically... That's, I can't. I don't think that that is. I think that's just another form of love, that instinctual. So basically, I was reading this article on um, the Observer, and this guy said that a lot. In the of, Observer. 
Can you just shut your ugly ass mouth? <laughs> I'm just, Every day correcting. I, I just saying. I really don't like I mean, it. I'm just saying. No, shut your ugly ass mouth. I'm sorry, Ray. Sorry, Ray. It's pedantic. It's like I'm trying to have a flow going here, and now you're just like, oh. I mean, I mean, come on. Anyways, I was reading a fucking article in the Observer. Yeah. And some guy said that, um, obviously, with regards to just evolution and stuff and how we have become what oh, is I read now that rubbish. being like civilization or whatever. Um, it is true to an extent that a lot of the times we form in like, you know, the early blah, 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 eight days, blah, blah. We formed. Well, hold, we hold formed, on a minute. You believe in evolution? I believe in evolution in a very different way to you believe in evolution. I will want to hear about this. I don't. Whether it's on or off the show, I want to hear what. I want to hear this. But sorry, continue. But I don't really think we were really ape, ape, apes. But anyways, let's just... Anyways. Okay, go um, on. fuck's sake. Now I've fucking lost my flow. Yeah, if... they you asking me you basically said, questions. It's not a stupid... It's an interesting Bloody question. Bloody hell. You're basically talking about, you know, the animal element of evolutionary... Yeah, and so how, like, obviously, you form these bonds with people to form uh, communities so that you can better survive. And how that's how we get, like, aspects of family and how you sometimes feel like you need this sort of connection. Although I think we've very much evolved from that in that we don't really need that now because we have other things to sustain us that isn't essentially bonds with people. Um, I don't think we've evolved past it. I think we can obviously... Kind I think of, we have. Not evolved past it. We can, uh, like, ignore it. There's certain instinctual things we can ignore now. No, I'm talking about in terms of love coming from or needing that home element yeah we haven't evolved past that i mean evolution takes millions of years yeah but well i think we have in terms of the way like technology is going right now well, I think sorry we hundreds have, of thousands of years i think we have gone past that but um mm-hmm. so to, just to answer your question i think that instinctual love or that passion shouldn't be underplayed as this thing that isn't love because i think it's important and it and it plays apart but the choice aspect that you choose is it's like you know when you're in like a relationship and you're really like you've you've evolved past everything and you're comfortable with the person and sometimes there is that instinctual part and that dies down and you have that companionship part and you choose to be in that companionship part i think that's where the choice element comes from but i think you're downplaying that that heat and i think that's what that well that's what was downplayed in this when i first read it no i think he romant- of, that's you're just romanticizing i'm not romanticizing lust, it because there is lust but then sometimes i may want somebody without being like i just want to yeah. screw you do you know what i mean yeah. it's still, it could it's, be that god i really it's, it's want it's still you, a version of, of of a lust though because think about it, back in the day Back in the day, when obviously the church deep kind of like demonized sexual relations and then people who were caught in women, the mm-hmm. last thing they wanted to do was have sex with them. Right. And they were like, oh, I'm in love. Bruv, it was still, it was still lust that taken on a different but form because what, they couldn't. What is the difference then? You think then the difference between lust and love is choice? No. I'm, is I'm saying that a lot of the time we think that what is love is actually lust. And it's lust that it has developed into a way of connecting people and making them stick together for a certain period of time in evolutionary terms to raise a child and then they can and then it wears off i feel like that's all lost this all sex drive bruv at the end of the day 
they, you can call it romantic love if you want, but if it, if we're talking about it in evolutionary terms, that is a thing that's developed so that you know families stay together. Yeah, it's like... it's a sexual drive, then, isn't it? Because it's it for the preservation drive. of the species, which means yes. it's lust. Yeah, it's I, not, I, it's I not, think I have a different not, aspect of love. what lust is. Like, I don't know. Like, for love, me, I don't put all. lust next to evolution, which is weird. Okay, mm-hmm. Alex, what do you think? What with lust and evolution? What do I mean about the book? I I didn't like the way I don't like the way he writes. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way. I didn't mind the way he wrote. Like, I feel like cause I, as I, I said, it kind of made me feel kind of sick the way he wrote. Like, he didn't need to write certain things. He could have said in like one sentence. He he like spread out over five different paragraphs and I was thinking well you could have just got to the point like here and then there's mm. parts of it that you could skip and you still wouldn't miss the point so um I think that that was something that I picked up when I was reading the book but um like I didn't like them as characters who Chloe and what's his face Alan Alan that's him but um I didn't like either of them as characters like even that whole they weren't that, they weren't characters I mean in the book, obviously, yeah. I, just didn't, I just didn't like them. I didn't like the way that he they were kind of um, forced, and it didn't, you know, it just didn't. None of it just seemed. None of it seemed real, so I couldn't really connect with it in any. I think it was way. the form it was written in. What Probably about the first time you read it, Alex? First time I read it, mm. um, yeah, first time I read it, they were kind of read more as lessons than as a novel. Mm. If that makes any sense? Because yeah. I read them, I picked them up as essays i took it literally as what the book was called mm. do you see what i mean mm. so i didn't read it as like a, a love story for example if i was reading a, another love story like the other ones we've spoken about on the show before like time traveler's wife and etc those you could actually like feel love through it yes. whereas this whereas this yes. you i couldn't feel love through it there was a distance that was already it was like That's you were just it's like, it's like you're just it's like you were just sitting there watching these two have just their, their messy ass lives like when they had the, like oh, there was, was, an, so there was that argument over the breakfast over the breakfast and how there wasn't enough jam and the jam he wanted wasn't there and then I was just like, but that's that's what happens though. Such a waste! This is like such a waste of an argument. Like mm. just don't well, eat he, the jam. I think he tried to do like, just like he tried to have like a philosopher's objectivity. Yeah, and I feel like because Alan the Button is a philosopher Button. and it kind of just makes me like and when they I feel like when they it's ironic because their role in the world is to kind of make sense of life and mm. <clears throat> but in doing so they object they, they look at life objectively and it mm. doesn't and it kind of distances from the human aspect of life so yeah the book doesn't didn't really do much for me kind of like interesting yeah it was kind of like a very dimmed flame you know you're trying to like spark the fire to get this fire going and it was just like it was constantly me sitting there like why is there no spark catching i think reading I think the you book said it perfectly that you didn't feel love through no, it. Yeah. And I still think that's why for me it was quite like it it a discussion of love should allow you to feel that love but also allow his sort of philosophical objectivism to come through yeah. and have that balanced communication. But it lacked that heat mm-hmm. and therefore I think the argument around love like it just looked at love in this vacuum that didn't yeah. allow Yeah much depth i didn't think really that's interesting yeah. i think he was trying to do what kundera did very well in the unbearable likeness of being which he did not do at all <laughs> who kundera yes what what did, what? Did, what? what did kundera try to do because you keep bringing up this book the way the way the way kundera has a story but then he has philosophical observations oh, yeah, scattered yeah, yeah. throughout yes he does that a lot better mm-hmm. than alanda bottom Definitely. Oh, right. and also you can you feel the story and the characters through them. although you didn't like the characters you can't tell me that 
Teresa wasn't in love. You cannot tell me she wasn't in love. Do you know what I mean? You, I, I definitely thought she was, she was erratic and she was annoying and pathetic. But the fact that she evoked these emotions in us means that Kundra has done something very well. Because what Alex is basically saying, no emotions were. Emo- she was in love with someone that didn't love evoked her. from him. Yeah, I just because I just found both of those characters in the in essays in love just annoying. And like every time I opened the book, I was like, "Oh, you're talking again." Why are you chatting for? <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, why yeah, are you chatting Claire, for? Claire, Claire was annoying. And Chloe, I, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe was annoying. And I knew from the jump, as soon as he introduced this architect character, I was like, she's gonna, she's gonna cheat on him with this guy. Mm. As soon as he introduced him, because well, he, he didn't do the novel, he didn't introduce the character well enough for me to um, think that he's insignificant. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was just so obvious. Because yeah, yeah, what's yeah. he doing there? Yeah, you know. It's what like, I did, go on. I was gonna say, what I did find interesting though was the bit when they first start trying to meet up and go out and they they like book like, i'm sorry i can't say yeah, book, booking, <laughs> booking all the like, time I can't today. <laughs> memorizing the number and trying to do all these different things and then like they had to figure out a time mm. to meet can you and cancel anything you're doing can you, cancel? Can you do this can you can you can you take can you take this time off um <laughs> at lunchtime so i can you know what i mean like it's that trying to slot somebody in Mm. to your life that, that's never that's never actually been in your life before so oh, it's a very difficult you actually reminded me of something. yeah so is he it, yeah like that's kind of what i feel like you know when you do meet somebody new like it's like all right so there's this person they kind of want a piece of your time now mm. and it's a it's just something that you're not used to them wanting or no, I mean, not even not used to it, but I think if you like someone or if you love them so there was a part when obviously like he just came back from the airport and he was like um it's weird how somebody who you have met like your life was fine and then somebody you just meet a few hours later they become a craving and how it's it's like oh shit like you just met this person but all of a sudden what would you have done without them and mm. i think there's this like chapter on idealization which bruv hit me hard yeah because yeah, i yeah, do that yeah, so yeah, much yeah, yeah. I mean, so i was like holy shit you mm. know you start to like overlook things purposely because, like, you know, love is blind, per se. Although I don't think love is blind. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Oh, oh, what was it? So there's this part in it. It's called my favourite chapter in this. Oh, I mean, I've read, like, five chapters. <clears throat> but I, I think this is my favourite chapter. It's called I Conf- Confirmation. I Confirmation. I really mm. like that chapter because it, it was very Hegelian in the way it was written and, like, the philosophy behind it in that you your subconsciousness needs to be mediated through another for you to be able to really exist. And I don't know if you guys believe that in terms of... There was a part where it said personality or character cannot be formed without an onlooker and that's why we always turn to god because we're always thinking that god looks at us mm. in a way um and rubbish do you think Absolutely no as in do you rubbish. think what so you're saying <laughs> you're really saying that your consciousness yeah is not some is not this like, is this is idealism linked. right no it's not linked with another person so by another person acknowledging you stripping away everything just by me sitting here and acknowledging that Derek exists does not form part of your existence if i'm conscious of it but yes. fam but what so what are you saying like an atheist i'm not talking about god but you said that, god. no that was just a part he mentioned okay like that's not a part that i'm really focusing on yeah my aspect is the idea of consciousness and existence fam well, i mean look bruv at the end of the day, even if there's not people around me confirming my existence, fam, I mean, I'm not going to vanish into thin air, am I? Mm, but the thing is, I think you say that because you can't really say that with an 
open eye because your existence has already been mediated by somebody. So is you're really like, coming to like, you're really coming to do oh if a tree falls in the fucking I'm just forest saying no I'm it. just saying your existence has already been so even if they leave you have already been made because you have been made to feel that you exist now imagine imagine like you can't imagine it but I'm just saying pretend to imagine that you exist or like I don't know can you exist like imagine if you were just put here and nothing was here yes. Do you but, think if I when do no. you think when you walk out this room we disappear? No, but the thing is my existence has already been mediated. So in that by somebody I, else. Yeah, so I know. I even though even if I leave and I'm by myself, I know that I exist because somebody has it's do that, you know whole, what it's I mean? that whole thing by somebody like you never you never say your name. Somebody else always uses your name to you. You should I'm gonna so send you a chapter or something to read. So what about one, animals then? So it's one of those ones. They, <laughs> do you think animals are blind? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, but they're not. They're not. They the, have consciousness. It's not the same as ours, though, is it? Yeah, but they have. They have a consciousness species. that we may not know about, but it's definitely a consciousness. Yeah, man, that's why they eat each other. Right, we're animals. Just, just hella loads of like systems to get us in check. <laughs> yeah. So what about like single-celled organisms that are exactly, actually alive? Exactly. Exactly. So, so that no, but single-celled organisms interact. They interact with their environment. Yeah, but an interaction, an inform- interaction is not a confirmation of existence. Okay. It kind of is. How is it? Because I'm interact. You interact with everything around you. Yes. Exactly. But then, if they, for example, if that, if the other interaction acknowledges you and you acknowledge them on the way that humans are all like, say, me sitting here acknowledges you, mm-hmm. that acknowledges you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of going. Yeah, but in, so... o- in order for you to acknowledge me, I have to know that you've acknowledged me. Exactly. And a single cell organism doesn't have that kind of consciousness. I don't know. Neither does an animal. No, yeah. an animal does. May I dispute? I dispute the animal, but I can understand the sing- like the single cell organism. But the animal, animals. Okay, no. some some look some, at dogs when they see each other. Are they animals. not backing? Do you know what I mean? Like, do they not blame? Like, oh, you. Not <laughs> Come on. You cannot tell me that animals have different consciousnesses to us and they, don't, they can't acknowledge each other. A- existence in the same way that we can. It's, there's something wrong with this argument, and I'll, figure, I'll probably figure I'll it out. I'll send you the chapter. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Um, but, but. Sorry, go on. Nothing. I was just going to say. I, I, say I, I, I understood it from the, from the off. I don't know where. I don't know where. I don't know where all that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was sitting here looking at you guys like. But anyway, well, this, this is... reminded me actually of. Um, I'm just... <laughs> this reminded me the idea of like you know the idea that love you know is a form of confirmation of your existence because yeah. somebody chooses technology. Because I was, I was um there was this episode of of my favorite episode of Grey's Anatomy, okay. and every time Kepner says this line, because basically there was a shooter in the yeah, yeah, yeah you know in the, in the hospital exactly, and she she said to the shooter, and every time I like I literally cry my eyes out. She's oh, like. God obviously don't shoot me i'm this person's daughter i'm this person's sister and like i have not been loved yet she says that like bro i'm in tears yeah. <laughs> and it's just like shit and i literally like i remember having That's a little true. crisis when she said that because i was like if i have not been loved like what is that to live for though? Like, right not even like what? there's loads of things to live for but essentially that is one of the things that so, like i would want rights? to choose to live for right to love and be loved and i'm like if I go through this life without being loved, what rah. is it all for? Like, okay, like emotionally loved, yeah, but like, like motherly love sometimes, mm, like that yeah. you don't really choose, you know what I mean? But somebody choosing to, you to, to, to love you. you. So that's the point, that I'm confirming that they Exactly. Love you. And I thought that was a really wonderful thing. Mm, I have romanticized it a lot, but it is a beautiful thing. All right. 
So it's like, you know, I have not been loved. Bro, when she said that, I was in tears. I was like, oh, God, I haven't been loved. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that you kind of made it kind of mechanical, like kind of mathematical at the very beginning? He, like, oh, yeah, that's that why how, I didn't like, like it. There was the a bit where he met, where he was talking about how he met Chloe. Mm-hmm. Like and that probability. Like, you know, probability and this division by that division and this, that and the other, which I kind of understood. I kind of got where he was trying to go with it. But I think literally he was just really trying to say the odds were against him. I don't think he like was it, like it was going to happen anyway, whether he liked it or not. I don't think he was trying to work out the mathematical probability of them falling in love. It was just literally just the meeting. probability of meeting. meeting, which doesn't mean that he applies that same kind of logic to him falling in mm. love. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of the times we do have that idea of it was destined for us to meet or whatever. And I think I don't think the bottom really. He's an atheist, I believes, so I don't think believes he believes in him. ideas of like the soulmates, and I don't, I don't. I'm, you don't believe in soulmates. You don't believe in soulmates. No. Wow. wow. What? That's. <laughs> Do you, Alex? Yeah. Really? Do you? I believe. Hell no. I believe in multiple. I believe in multiple. I don't believe in one particular person. I definitely believe that there's somebody. There's several people. No, you spend enough time with someone for something to happen. No. No, you don't. You could see okay. people could be with somebody for like the rest of their lives, and it's not the person that they wholeheartedly should be with. And who determines oh. that? What do you mean wholeheartedly should be? With? Like so, it's who they are. There, there's some there's some people that just get you, right? There's some people that just get it, get you, get what you get what you're about. And don't you think you spend enough time with somebody, they will just eventually get you? Not always. Not always. Not always. <laughs> there but are there's so, there are so many parents out here who are together. Out of convenience. Yeah, but that's different, though. I, no, it's not. Because then... It's not. It's the same there thing, There are people then. that get you, but then the it's people like... That, the people that they, I think that people that get you, cool, the they get that you, they but then they're not no, necessarily no, no. like... The people that they should be with... Soulmates. The people that they should be with who, aren't in the room. Who says that? Who who makes the rules of... Who, like, who says this is who you should be with? That's what I'm saying. if you love them so much and, you know, because you crave... Like, does it mean you should like, be with Right, so... Wait, firstly, who determines your soulmate? The higher being. Oh, here we see. There we go. You Who know, determines it, bro? You just live in the room. Among I would us. love to believe in soulmates. But, but no, I but I feel like it's not about who. De- for me, it's not really about who determines it. But at the same time, it's like when you when you look at when you look at certain relationships and you look at certain people, and you know you you've never had that feeling when you're looking at someone. You're just thinking like this yeah. doesn't this doesn't. This doesn't, work. this doesn't align. Like, why are you to, like, why are you together? Yeah, but that means you shouldn't be with them. But I have, or, but, or but, just mind your business. But, 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 some of the, but some of them, like, some of them just aren't, just, just shouldn't be. Yeah, but, the, but obviously like, they've just made a bad decision. Like, so many people, like... Wait, who are we to look at someone, a couple, and say, oh, these two don't go well together? Absolute... No, I'm not, I don't think, I don't think Alex is saying that. What yeah, I think so Alex talking, is saying about is, about there are people who are in relationships and it's not working out. And they know themselves that they shouldn't be in this relationship. And, and, yeah, and, some, people, and some, par- some parents, some people in marriages, they, they are together out of circumstance. But my issue is the idea of They're not soulmates. soulmates. Like, it's just, okay, you're very compatible and you have chemistry. Right. I think some <laughs> some people are just like, yeah, very compatible. They just get on well together. They have that. And they, you know, that you finish n- each other's sentences. Yeah. Like, I've had, thing is, I've had that for... Yeah, two, three people. So yeah, they have that ninety nine point eight percent. I say that's why I say it's multiple. Yes, ninety nine point eight percent chance. But I don't think it's soulmates. I just think it's people that you really get along with, and you have chemistry. And sometimes you want to fuck. Uh, isn't it haram? Yeah, yeah, but like it's just one of them. Just because it's haram doesn't mean it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not for me, but like for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> 
you said it. I didn't say it. Yeah, but no, I don't. I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like there are there's I think there are several people for several people. Nah, yeah, and I, don't, I, don't, I feel like it's just a negative. You just have a negative slant. It's not it. a negative slant. It's you, just you judge, a real you, slant. It's like, just what it is. Uh, that's what uh, that's what a lot. When people say, no, "Oh, you're negative," oh, I'm just no, real. No, I'm just but keeping it, it real. Isn't it? You realistic. meet people who you're really compatible yes. with, and you get along with, <laughs> right. and you meet people who you're not compatible with, and you don't get along with. You're just putting a label on the people that you get along with. Yes, absolutely. Great high five. She not. That's true. That's absolutely true. We should have you seen Hang the DJ, the episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Where it's like, you haven't seen it yet? You haven't seen it? Oh, Ray, you're going to fucking love it. Watch Hang the DJ. Yeah, okay, I watch it today. Oh, it's incredible. But that's literally just like, some people are just really compatible. And it's just about finding the person who's most, per- compatible. most compatible with you. It doesn't mean they're your soulmate. No, but you're just changing the name of it then, right? Yes, for no, but a you're, realistic you're, one. When you add soulmate it, into it, my, you're just adding this destined thing in it. Like, yes. And that's not it. Fatalism. Yes, it's not it. So that means you, so that, okay, so you don't believe in destiny. I don't believe in destiny. Okay, really I, destiny. I, I, like, do, I I do, like but in not not in no not in a romantic way. I believe that oh, things are supposed to happen as they're like written to happen, and, and to it's meet, not and a romantic. You meant to, to meet certain people along the way, exactly, who will meet... teach you a lesson, who will whatever. But that doesn't mean that when you Some meet them, well you're like wrong. soulmates. You just get a, you meet them and you get along, and you meet other people you don't get along, and then you choose one that you really get along with, and it's all compatible, and it's it, it's the perfect time to, and then you choose that person. Doesn't mean that if you break up with them, you might find somebody else who you equally fall in love with, and you equally are compatible with. Doesn't mean that they can't be someone that you're breathe, like. Do you breathe, know what I mean? Breathe, breathe, breathe. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question. Okay. In Islam, is there oh, any God. kind... Wait, no, okay. serious question. Okay, all right. Is there... Because I wanted to move on to religious love. Okay. Is there any kind of concept of soulmates in Islam? Um, I don't know, you know, but I do know that there is like this ayah in the Quran that said, um, there's a lot of like girls love to put this on Instagram. Um, <laughs> we created you in pairs, basically. So, so that is a lot of people say that you know, like, they they use that as a like, oh, you know, you know someone. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, basically, it's a place of symposium. Yeah. But at mm. the same time, I don't really think it's. Some people will be like, oh, we created you in pairs, man and woman, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you two are going to be like. Oh, true, true. Do you know what I mean? It's just that we created you in pairs, but sometimes. You I think just interpret it. Yeah, like I think it's in the surah where it talks about marriage. I'm not certain about that, but I think it is. So, yeah, like, there is that, you know. God created somebody that you're going to be with, but it doesn't necessarily mean that God made a soulmate for you that you're going to be with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, it's just I, somebody I, that you're supposed that you're going to marry. I think you just or ha- like not marry. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just multiple people we can we'll fall for, we'll be compatible with. Like, you can get married five times. Like, if, you know people who come and do, oh, you only fall in love once in your life. I think there's absolute rubbish, and it's just really kind of like... Again, like Ray said, a romanticization of something that can just happen multiple times in your life. Be such a romantic? Oh, I think I am. You don't fall I in still love. am. Oh, you, you, you. do you mean? You trying to tell me you cannot fall in love more than once? You can. Do you know how many people are on this planet? You can't fall in love. More than My one. brother. <laughs> but then again, it, the thing is, the reason why we we will always talk about this and we will always have differences on this subject is just by how subjective love is. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the times, for example, how I felt for certain people. My friends would be like, Ray, like, you really loved him. And I'm like, no, I don't think I did. Do you know what I mean? So I think because of the subjective nature of love, we nobody will ever be on the same page. If you put a gun to my head right now and said, like, if you were going to shoot me, and maybe in that moment I'll realise who I was actually in love with. But as of right now, I really I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there are people floating in my head, but I'm like, mm, was it really serious? That was actually love. Because what actually is love? What actually is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but people always do that in hindsight, don't they? When, know, when after, after you've been in love, they always look back and say, mm, was I really was in love? I actually in love? And they only do that because they want to invalidate that love. So I don't that then, think so. So that the, the next one seems more legitimate. I don't know, you know. Because if you've got a load of string of people behind you, you that, say you're no, in love you're being, with, it kind of devalues um, the next you're, person. You're downplaying your own ability to understand <laughs> yourself and your emotions. I think in saying that you're being disingenuous to your actually your, yourself. Because I think I can, like, if in the in the heat of it, mm-hmm. I question myself. Not even like in hindsight, but in the moment, I'll be like, "Am I just obsessed? Am I in love? Like, what am I feeling? I just feel sick." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, and then in hindsight, it's like, mm, how did I actually feel? So I think. So you think I, you can only you can only know whether you was in love or not after the fact. I think you need to put a gun to someone's head, hmm. and it's you like, who is it? Who was it? it? That's interesting. It's like, who was it? It's interesting. Like fear so, for your life, death. Who's the, like, that person that you think of out of all the people? But if you can't, if you don't have a if you don't have a sober mind while you think you're in love, what then it's probably mean? not love. If you don't have a sober mind and you can actually look at your situation objectively, if it's impossible for you to do that in the situation, then you're probably not in love. It's probably something else. But it's- do you think then that, so you're trying to say that love, love in your view, is not something that, not something that takes just, away from reason, mindfulness. No, why should love scatter your thoughts? So you don't think it can, ever could? I think I think there's there's moments where you're very like you're so in love you know, people that people have like it's like anything when you're angry as well you don't think straight do yeah you know what I mean but when you you can I can be upset right and mm-hmm. and ha- and feel anger but still be able to think straight mm-hmm. and then there's when you're absolutely erratic and you cannot think straight no, at all do you know what I mean oh rah maybe I did love him do do do, do you see what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there has to be a level of control. Sometimes you have to control your anger. Do you know what I mean? I think once it once it goes beyond, I don't know. Like that's rage. I feel, okay, let's say that's rage when you're you're basically hysterical and you can't think straight. That's rage. Mm. It's not it's not anger. 
Whereas if you're really obsessed with someone and you can't think properly, I don't think that's love. I, I think it's something else. Control of that means what? Been in love all these times. That's a lie. See, because you don't want to accept it because it devalues what's going to come. What's no, going to I come don't next? Because I don't even think anything will come next. Like, I don't. I don't. Oh, know. shut up! How do you? Oh, shut up! Exactly. Let's just, let's just oh, come on, like, please, man. <laughs> I'm just. I know where it's going. Like, don't know. So, what was so religious love? What were you going to ask, Alex? So, one look, quickly. Can I just speak up? Talk into the mic. I know you're you're exacerbated right now. Why what were you, you What were you going to ask about religious love? Um, just how much we value it over obviously things like romantic love and religious love. So who God? But it, it, in in the way that religious love, in a sense that it's unconditional, like the sort of love that Jesus had for mankind. Can we ever emulate that kind of love? Are we able to ever love somebody unconditionally? Are we ever able to love somebody unconditionally? Do you think we can ever Parents do that? Parents and children. I, you know, I, I, was gonna, I, I was gonna say the same really? thing. Do you know why parents I was gonna say the will, same thing? Parents will love children unconditionally because mm. it comes from them. Mm, but then there are those children who disown their kids. Pardon? What happens when those who can disown their children? I think the only reason people, some people, but, do that is oh, because of religious love. Maybe. There we go. There's, I'm talking about you're talking about it's unconditional God. love versus. Yeah. So you don't think that you could love another person? It's not unconditionally. You don't think so? I no. know. I, I just, yeah. I why unless they, unless they come from me. Why not? Like. Because people have people fall short of a lot of diff- fall short of a lot of things. Yeah, and you're never going to get something wholly from somebody. You're not going to get something fully from somebody unless they are from you. What so does that mean? To the point where if you have a child, for example, and that that child fucks up or whatever, or he messes up all the time or whatever, you're me personally. I will always be there for that child, or you know your blood or whatever but when it comes when it comes but yeah your your, your biological family but when it comes to other people that love is not unconditional because of the way that they've come into your life and they can so easily come out of it transient but then what what creates that link are you saying it's the fact that you share the same biology yes Mm. and and the thing is but i mean i've mentioned i mentioned elements of the soul which you guys probably don't necessarily agree with Mm. but if i'm in a family with somebody you have you you share you share something with them and with adopted kids you you have to there's an element of developing depending on how how old they are when you get them there's an element of developing that relationship with them so that's that's slightly different but when it's your own kids and your own family even if you're setting up even if even if you are setting up the network and with because family itself d- needs that development so need as, that. as much as there is blood they, they've also that development yeah so even if you do have a adopted kid they like, also I mean, they will, that they will be, yeah. a, they'll be a part of that yeah. and you need to let them I mean obviously the psychology the psychology is different yeah. because they're coming from X outside and they need to depending on how old you they were yeah. you need to make them a part of the a part of the the network do you know what I mean? And the foundation. So can right. I ask then? So no, do you think... I want to bloody say right. something. Wait, I know, but put your hand up. I, no, shut up. Okay, so I think when you were saying that, Derek, when you were saying that, can you ever love someone unconditionally? Mm. And you, Alex, mentioned about how the, 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 the how they come into your life in a certain way. Mm. I agree with the fact that when somebody comes... Like, say, for example, this book. When Chloe came into Alan's life, there were certain conditions and certain things that she did what is love? okay so even if it's the color of her eyes in Baby, that precise time if, if it was like the way she looks me. at him can you stop that 
the way that oh. she looks at him and it's oh my fucking god <laughs> sorry sorry god the way that she like <laughs> does things these things are all little conditions that allowed him to push him in that direction of love do you know what i mean and your favorite film 500 days of summer oh when, fantastic do you know what i mean the when conditions changed mm. certain things that allowed for that love to happen are now the same things or even maybe different things come in that allow that other conditions that start dismantling that love so i don't think that apart from familial love honestly i have like kai at home i don't know what it is i can't even explain it to you but i love that boy i love that boy so much do you know what i mean and Aww. my family like the way i look at them and like like I don't know that like, he'll do like if he's sad i'm besides myself and i don't even know what it is and i know that whatever happens like that's 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 my, that's you see, my kid you see the way ray has it. explained love yet and the way she's thought about it you can tell she, she's had a heart broken and she's come to do hmm <laughs> shut up <laughs> okay. and she's really come to think about it and make sense of the situation because you like do you know what i mean i've done that before yeah where you're with someone and then you break up and then you really sit down and you think about the relationship and the way you felt. You, and she knows exactly what I'm talking about as yeah, well. Whatever. But and you try to, you try your hardest to make sense of I'm it. I'm not even trying to make sense of it. I'm just saying the way it is to me is that, you know, there is that familial love and it is just innate in my eyes, you know. But then romantic love, eros love, I think is very conditional. And it doesn't need to be that person. It can just be external conditions that push forward for that love. It could be the environment that you're in. And as soon as things start to change, conditions change that. Mm. And so I don't think eros love, romantic love, can ever be unconditional. So Alex, do you think that you can love your adopted child unconditionally then? Yeah. Then you can love anybody unconditionally? No. No. Why? Because familial love, but your your love your wife is your family. No. <laughs> ah, do you watch Dynasty? There's a quote. The new one. Yeah. Are you watching the new one? It's so bad. I'm not watching it. I started Dynasty. watching the first two episodes. Yeah, My friend was like, so "Continue." Bad. But um, I watched the first episode, and it was like. Ugh. Anyways, so the the girl in it um, said something like, "Everything passes through children. It's all about the children. It's never about the wives." Never. <laughs> Or the husband. It's know, all like, about the children. That's where it all goes through. Like, it, you don't prioritize. I was like, right. Like, you, like, in my head, I'm just thinking, why would you love your wife unconditionally? What? You would love them. You would love them. Conditions change, mate. And, but conditions change. But that's the point. That no matter what, how the conditions change. I personally still, think familial be, love. Familial love is, is children. And if it's, and if it's your it's wife. Not, it's, it's not, it's not your, spouses. Yeah, it's, and if it's, it's your children. wife, it's contractual too. So you're like, boy. Wow. I'm, 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 in for, also, I'm in for life. Also, <laughs> with children, even... I feel like children, you can't really disown them like that. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes, yeah, you might think you unconditionally love somebody, like your wife or your husband. I would like to unconditionally love my man, right? But circumstances might change. And there are people that I really love, but I'm not with because I know that I can't be with them. Do you know what I mean? But that's why I'm talking about the choice element in it. And you keep exactly. saying that circumstances change, but then you just need to be there someone that... There is a choice. That... There is... I'm not... That choice is there and it's very important and it's true. Mm. I'm not saying it's not, but uncon- that's, But then that choice is part of the condition, no? Say what? That choice element of love is part of the condition, is it not? It, it comes afterwards. It's... Yeah, so you've like... 
So you decide you decide to love someone unconditionally, and then you love them unconditionally, right? But then, so you but... can just decide after that that oh, maybe I'm not going to love you unconditionally, and then you don't. Well, yeah, exactly. So then I guess there's a, a very there's there's a trust element there. Yeah, you have and you have to be someone who sticks to their word and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I don't know. No one could. I unless it's my parents, I don't even know who would love me unconditionally like that. So. No, I believe my mother and my father love me unconditionally because <laughs> damn, I've done some shit. <laughs> yeah, I've said some things. I literally thought I was full of diet. <laughs> back to <laughs> but I came back. And I, like that, and I don't think no other person could ever love anybody else unconditionally, unlike. Now, there's it, one guy who health, health, unconditionally. Healthily, healthily if, you, if all goes well, obviously. Unless, unless it's your parents. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think my parents love you unconditionally. Oh, okay. you don't know. You'd probably be surprised. No, I'm pretty sure. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Trust me, I'm sure, Alex. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. But maybe it's just what they're showing you, but deep down they... No. You know how African parents are. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, just trust that's, me that's why. That's why I said, like, if all goes like, like healthily, I don't know. Mm. Everybody's situation is different. Yeah. But personally... I don't think anybody else could love me unconditionally. I think the only person who probably loves me unconditionally is, is Jesus Christ. So, you know. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, you know what? It's true. Like, Allah really loves me unconditionally. Can't be I mean, shout, yeah. shout out to JC. Shout out Allah. Thank you. Shout out Allah. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we done for the, are we done for the segment? Yeah. Shout out love. I feel like that might be blasphemous. <laughs> what, if it, really? It oh, we should. No, shout, we shouldn't. We should not. Mm. Um. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Uh, moving, moving on then. Um, <laughs> best life reads. Um, I was going to suggest, like, obviously fitting in the theme with, you know, the Valentine's episode to go and read Pablo Neruda. Amazing guy. Full of love poems. Yada, yada, yada. Really love good. poetry. Yeah, I love poetry. He's re- he's got some amazing love poems. Makes me sick, can't I? He's going, as soon as I realise I the, like someone, I'm literally that's like, oh, the book, fuck. That's probably why the book actually made me feel ill. But it is right? It is. Doesn't it just make um, you feel so uneasy it's on, on edge? And I hate emotions. I'm literally like logic queen. Please, yeah. I just want to have a nas- like a rational thought. Yeah, no. Ugh. No, that that ain't it, y'all. Oh, <laughs> that ain't it, y'all. <laughs> anyway, but fun thing. I was going to suggest for today. Mm-hmm. I'd like an icebreaker, a little fun stuff to do. Right, so there was an article that I read uh, back in September, um, and it it basically, somebody paired books with an album cover. An album. And an album, sorry. Books with an album. Yeah. And I thought, hey, that would be pretty fun to do for Mercy Lit. Like, hey, yeah. why don't we do that? WhatsApp messages were sent, and here we are today. Right. So, Please come to me last. No. Please, you're going, Alex. You're going first. No, I'm not going first. Can't. <laughs> no, but all right. So, you know, the idea is that, you know, you pick a, you have several books that you've read and then you pick the album that goes with it. So I picked, um, for example. Can I just quickly throw in a little condition? Oh, what's the condition? Uh, Ray's not allowed to pick um, Lemonade and The Eyes Watching God. That's a, why? Why? Because she's not, it's too easy. That's not too easy. It's, it is, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> and you know it's perfect. <laughs> Why are you? Do you know what's what funny? just happened here? Do you know what's funny? No, nothing, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. No, I'm, do you know why? Do you know why? Because we had the conversation and it was like, oh, well, 
That's exactly that's the, the first album. thing that's I thought. You know why we laugh? That, exactly. That, that's because you're predictable. That's, that's the, why we're laughing. That's the first... Yeah, that's the first. <laughs> what? What? Hey, hey, hey! Let me predict. Yeah, but the thing is, because you know when because like, I said it and I mentioned it, and no, you no. probably saw me talk about it on Twitter. I don't follow you. Uh, so. Yeah, she did. I blocked, blocked you. you. <laughs> I blocked you. I blocked you first. <laughs> I, and, I'm, and I'm blocked, so <laughs> whatever. But um, yeah, it's one of Why those. Why did you block me? I didn't do anything to you. Yes, you did. What did I do? You deleted my tweet. Why? Why? Like you why deleted you it because it? you were bitter. Yeah. Can we? <laughs> can anyway, we? Can we do? Ugly can we do this? Sorry. Go all on. right. So, all right. Okay. On this article. So disclaimer. Then. All right. On this article, lemonade was on there with. And I didn't Zorin, know that before. I know, then. I know, That's I know. why I was. That's like, why oh my I'm God, mentioning it. That's why, that's why I'm mentioning it now. Like lemonade. You guys need it, to read the damn book, man. Yeah, no, lemonade is with um, Zora Neale Hurston's. That I was watching God, uh, Gina Diaz's. This is how you lose her was paired with four four four. Oh my god! Do you know what Gino Diaz's book should have been compared with? Which one? Confessions, Usher. Really? Yeah, of course. You think? Of course, Alex. This mm. is how you lose her and Confessions. Perfect. Oh yeah, that perfect. Really yeah, good. yeah. I thought about that, and I was thinking, hmm, I don't know why somebody would pick four 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 over Confessions. No, four 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 is too mature to be compared with this. That's how you lose probably her. yeah, yeah. Mm. So Confessions and this is how you lose her. Yeah. So Ray. Um. Okay, sure. So, um, I was just going through like some of my favorite reads, mm-hmm. and Persuasion is one of them, obviously, as you guys know, by Jane Austen. And I would pair that with Adele's Twenty One. Really? Yes. Um, it's heartbreak, but it's also in the end, in in that album, Adele has a song called Love Song. Oh, okay. And that song makes me cry. It's so beautiful and it's like love but like a calm love not like this passionate crazy love that mm. will just burn and die it's very like i'm deep in love and it's calm and i'm comfortable mm. and it was like oh, yeah. you know that feeling yeah. um and i think that is the end of persuasion it's okay. like it's kind of like ups and downs it's it's passion but on a very quiet plane mm. i think it's not like, oh, God. it's like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say Adele and I would link uh, 21 with Persuasion. All right. So I asked for three. So we'll come back around. Yeah, please yeah. come back around. Um, <laughs> my one was August Town. So August Town book by Kai Miller mm-hmm. um, with Chronics. Anybody know? Do you know Chronics? The regular yeah, artist? Regular artist, yeah. Yeah. So he's got an album called Dread and Terrible. And like, there's a song in there called "Here Comes Trouble." Here comes trouble. Here comes the danger. Dun, 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 yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> so basically, that whole, that whole. I mean, that whole album kind of like sums up um, a lot of what August Town is about. You know, what I mean, like you know, there was the whole trouble underneath in the whole village, whatnot. You know, hiding the guns and doing all these different things, and right. you know, with the kids growing up and so on. There's another song called Alpha and Omega in the album as well. Which, which like, I mean, I feel like the whole album just kind of fits the book. Like, so mm-hmm. I feel like the album could be playing while you're reading the book and it would just all fit together. Um, they've got similar cover colours as well, so that helps. But, yeah, so August Town and Chronics. Dread and Terrible. Interesting. Um, I paired, um, basically, Huey P. Newton's um, Revolutionary Suicide with... Um, okay. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back by Public Enemy. 
okay. obviously just because of the, the themes it was, it was an easy pairing to make do you know what I mean um, in terms of you know black power fighting through struggles and whatnot, and obviously Huey P's Newton's literally like a manuscript and obviously autobiography on how to I guess liberate yourself and become a, become a revolutionary in a sense where you're willing to die for what it is you believe in um, so that was yeah just easy easy pairing there Public Enemy and um, Revolutionary Suicide by mm-hmm. Huey P. Newton. Okay. Raifa? Right. <laughs> like, what, what you got for us? Um, <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, Alice can go next. Yeah, can you go next? Because I'm really suffering here. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, I know the album. I just don't know the book. But anyways, continue. <laughs> I was going to say Juno Diaz's Drown. Mm-hmm. Right. I would match that with a Frank Ocean album, <laughs> to be honest. But um, I wasn't sure which one. So I was, th- I was thinking Orange or the short stories, you know, Drown the Short Stories. Mm. Um, I'm thinking either Orange or Blonde. I'm not I haven't sure. heard either. You haven't heard either? I don't listen to Frank Ocean. The only uh, Frank Ocean I know is Novocaine. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be an eclectic joke. Yeah. A what? I didn't get it. What joke? Mm. It's not a joke. Oh. He's got a song called Novocaine. He's got a song called Novocaine. Sorry, I thought you meant Novocaine. Always making us use I mean, yeah, I know. What the hell? Novocaine. Yeah, yeah. So I think either orange, orange or blonde would would match with Drown. Not, I can't pinpoint why, but I feel like it it has that same kind of depth to it, like the book. Mm. So yeah, I do think Novocaine or no orange or Drown. Orange or blonde, sorry. Um, okay, I've got one. <laughs> so, um, I have picked um, Wuthering Heights um, as the book. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's ugh, it's just dark and, like, annoying. <laughs> um, it's not my favorite. But, surprisingly, the way it made me feel, because there's such passion in it, and there's a little bit of heartbreak, um, surprisingly from a man's perspective but also yeah like Charlotte was very heartbroken I paired that out with Janae Eichel's uh, Sail Out um, oh yeah with Wuthering Heights with Wuthering Heights that's so random because I feel like it has the same obviously this is like the moors of like England and it's just dark and dad like bleak mm. but there's this passion that r- rips everything apart but, but and it- I think Sail Out for me was a very heart-wrenching album, yeah, but it's yeah. also shrouded in this darkness, but there's so much passion in the darkness. So I think the, that that element really marries well together. Okay. With with uh, Wuthering Heights and right. Sail Out. Okay. Whereas I think Sold Out is much happier. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I suffered. Yeah. But now like, hey. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like. Just the overcoming. Yeah. Right. So that's Derek. what I'll do. Um, this is going to sound probably a bit odd, but I've paired Invisible Man with The College Dropout. Really? Yes, because The College Dropout, obviously, it goes from, as you know, him obviously being in school and then it's kind of like working and then he comes to like, becomes conscious and then blah, blah. And obviously that's the theme in Invisible Man, him coming into consciousness. Do you know what I mean? So it's like with, with The College Dropout, one thing I really, really love about it is that it's it's a conscious album in a sense. Do you know what I mean? When I first heard Killer Dropper, I thought this was like some Talib Kweli 
shit. Obviously, listen back now, it's not as conscious as I thought it was. Reading Invisible Man back, it's not as conscious as I thought it was. It's more of a discovery of self and where your position is in society and whatnot. And that's exactly what the college dropout is. I think those two are really, really well matched together. Um, there's another, obviously, I want to, I really want to pair Get Rich or Die Trying with something, but I just cannot think of a fucking novel. You can't think of one? To pair it with. No, because... Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, that gangster shit. Like, I can't think of a novel I've read that's really, like, just, you know, do you know what I mean? I cannot, so I'm going to have would to you, would, you, would you mix it with The Godfather? You wouldn't, would you? Nah, nah. You're never read The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never read it. But yeah, so College Dropout, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. Okay, cool. And one more. Um, you got one? Yes, Go. I do. Okay, so, oh my God, I really, I'm so terrible. Like, I really love Austin, y'all. Okay, so I am pairing um, Mansfield Park, which ha- is the Austin book that has a terrible ending, with the La La Land soundtrack. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, the La La Land. I don't what? know if you guys have seen the film. I haven't seen it. But... I love that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I used I to hate it, but I love it now. It's so sweet. It's 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 true. It's what happens. Yeah. Anyways, so oh, um, lo- I'm gonna watch that today. I watched it this morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I'm going to pair the La La Land soundtrack with Wuthering Heights. Oh, sorry, and um, Mansfield Park because. Just as it's all about love and falling in love, but just as in La La Land, the two protagonists didn't end up being together. The two protagonists who should have been together didn't end up being together, but overall they were still happy. Um, in Mansfield Park, the two protagonists I wanted to be together didn't get together. Mm. They got with other people, but they were still happy. Or one of them, the main character was. Um, yeah. Okay. And y'all, please go and watch La La Land because as much as the culture really wanted Moonlight to win and Moonlight won and it should have won, it was a very important movie and it should have won, I still think La La Land should have won. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I was looking at Drake's Take Care album. Oh. I didn't know whether to, I didn't know who to, what to pair this up with. Um, but something about it just screamed Giovanni's room. Don't know why. What? Seriously? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Like I the see whole it. shot for me, kind of like crew love, kind of. I don't know. I've put a pair of that together with uh, Giovanni's room. You know, take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it. I think it has the same level of emotion, same level of mm. um, intensity that it needs, mm. and yeah, similar to the book. So take care, Giovanni's room. Cool. I think it's because I think it's because there's a song called Marvin's Room. I like that song. There. I like all the covers that were made. But yeah. My favorite is JoJo's cover. JoJo's cover. JoJo's cover was dope. Ah, uh, yeah, that was good. It's good. Do you okay. have one more? Nah, I don't. Cool. Can't think of anything, right. mate. Oi, Tess of the Durbervilles. What a fucking novel. <laughs> Bro, I just saw it. That uh, novel was so bleak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that Thomas Hardy. Yeah. yeah. Guys, so if you got any books that you would relate to. With the album equivalent, let us know, you know, hashtag mostly lit albums, mostly lit covers. And we could, you know, we'll retweet out and we'll bring the discussion to the timeline. All right, let us know. Okay.
Yeah, yeah. So, um, is it me? No, it's mostly flicks. Mostly flicks. Oh. Yes. So, uh, seeing as though it's Valentine's um, week. We watched Derek's favourite love film, which is absolutely, don't know why. One of, one One of. of. And, you know, why the discussion about Richard Curtis films? Because. Really? He tends to have these. Yeah. And he does romantic films. (sighs) It seems. Anyway, what did you think of Notting Hill? Well. Starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant in their prime. And Reese Iffens, who's amazing in it. And Hugh Bonneville's in it, too. Yeah. Um. I just thought it was, it's just really sweet, do you know what I mean? And I love, I love um, Hugh Grant. Why? I, Sorry. I don't know, it's like. No offense, Hugh. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I love Hugh Grant. Why? Like, Christopher Hitchens calls him winsome, right? And he is, he is kind of nauseatingly sweet and whatever, but I think, I think he's, he's just. Charming. He's just a clumsy, charming British lad, do you know what I mean? So British. Yeah, he really is. And I just, I kind of like that. And I think probably because in my, like... Painfully polite. Yeah, in my, like, younger and more vulnerable years, I did kind of see myself as this really, like, polite British boy, you know. So I used to watch, I used to watch Hugh Grant and just be like, oh, that's what I'm like. I'm clumsily polite and... Obviously, I didn't think I was very charming, but I'm sure Hugh Grant didn't think he was charming in that movie either. Oh, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. (laughs) Really? Yes, he's an actor. (laughs) No, no, I mean, I mean his character. character. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry, I mean his character. His character. Um, so, yeah, I really love that movie. What's it about, guys? Like, it's just a love story. Like, he he meets obviously Julia Roberts, who is an actress. Yeah, Anna Scott, she's famous, and then it's the thing is, it's not implausible. Do you know what? On, you know what was... on paper, you know the kiss in, on their landing yeah. when she just kisses him. On paper, that's implausible. But when you watch the build-up to it, it doesn't seem implausible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems like, okay, that the moment, because of everything that happened, do you know what I mean? The moment took her and she kissed him. Mm. I was like, fair enough. Um, well, oh, the Alec Baldwin it. bit fucking annoyed ugh, annoyed the hell out of me. He's such a good actor. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, so, he's able to really be fucking, just a fucking prick. Yeah. So well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like him as an actor, though. I love him as an actor as well. Um, so that bit was that that was an interesting. I didn't like the ending. I didn't I, like the. I, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. I, I hate that line. No. Horrible. It's been rinsed, absolutely rinsed. Yeah. I heard it on the Good Place yesterday, where she's like, "I'm just a girl standing standing over a boy." <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck?" You know what was amazing? I don't know if you guys have seen the season, the finale of um, the Good Place. No, no, no. Yeah, I have. No spoilers, please, guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, no, I'm no just, spoilers. No spoilers. But when he turned around and... Can yeah. you not do that, please? No, no. It's, it's, it's not a spoiler. I, it's not a spoiler. Okay, it's I'm spoiler. just telling you, I'm only up to what's his name has just married that for computer program robot thing. That's the, that's where I'm at. So please don't ruin it for me, yeah? He's a while back. I'm on season one still. He's a while back. He's way back. I'm way back. That computer robot. So basically, God has just arrived. I think he's God. The ultimate judge. He's, he's come not on, God. He's just come... Uh, oh, thanks, Ray. He's just come on his train and then they've gone off to, okay, the, to middle, cool. the middle place. Right, so basically, you're Ooh, saying you're sorry, saying you're me. saying that line is rinsed. The line is rinsed. Rinse, 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 rinse. What 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 do you think about the like? Why are we just asking Derek about what he thought about? The I'm effort? going to <laughs> go on anyway. Talk then. I was going. Like, I was going to what? do that. I was going to be directed to you. Go on. But yeah, just just. Talk I just watched it for the first time today, and um, one I. I, I thought that their meeting, the first time they met and, you know, how he was not looking at her and, and the camera wasn't in focus. It was so 
fake because I've seen movies where it's like a love film and how people meet is not as like predictable because as soon as someone came through I was like okay it's her do you know what I mean so I think that wasn't nice I also didn't like Julie Roberts's character because I felt like she was so entitled like of course she was she's an actress I know a famous one at that a famous one and and I just felt like there was was the first dinner where he invited her to have that dinner with her sister at her sister's birthday which I absolutely loved and I saw her vulnerability then but I didn't think that I got angry with her because like she had a man and I'm like you know me with infidelity I'm not about it Mm. I'm just like rah okay cool so you're just gonna like cheat on your man like that even though he's a prick how did she cheat her and her thing didn't do anything who her and Hugh Grant didn't do anything oh wait no they kissed exactly they kissed that's right they did yeah and there was something that (laughs) do you know what I mean they bloody took took him to the damn park and said come and sit with me I was like right okay anyways I thought that that was a lovely yeah when they broke into the private park yeah Yeah. it was a nice park every time I see a private park for some reason every time I see a private park now I'm like oh that'd be Cool to kind of break in. Haven't you just gone in a private park before? I've done it bare times. Broke yeah. into a private park. I climbed over a gate. And yeah, I, mean, I didn't really climb over, but I just... No, I haven't. You ain't lived that experience. I, I haven't. Anyways, so, so I, yeah. Overall, I think the film was good. Um, but that I think it missed something. What? Passion. Oh, get the... F- Reality. Yes. And you know what? I think there's a difference in... Like, I don't watch love films for Reality. I think that's the difference. But I don't know. I feel like... No, mm, nah, I don't necessarily... I don't agree. I think it, I just think it lacked... I their think, love lacks passion. I think it does everything that every other Richard Curtis film does. No, it doesn't. Because, you know, it, Hugh Grant in Love Actually, when he is with that secretary girl, yeah. and how they... Martin McCutcheon. Yeah, Martin McCutcheon, yeah. Oh, she's fucking hot. Is that her name? At the time, yeah. yeah isn't he is. supposed to be Tony Blair in that movie? Yeah, well... No, it's mm, Prime Minister. Prime Minister. I know, but isn't he, isn't yeah, he basically, copying the mannerisms of Tony Blair? So. I thought so when I watched that. Mm, um, that's what I thought. But um, anyways, their relationship then was like slowly built up. Like it was built. And in the end, I felt it. But I think with this one, I just didn't really. Also, I feel like Derek has just put in so much expectation on it that I just was like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might have been that, but I don't know. I but just... she didn't know she loved him until the end. So what passion? It's not like there was in a relationship throughout. It was, yeah, but it was those little instances that were missing for me. Really? Yeah. You didn't believe it there when was she was one only one part. You weren't sad for it when she was in the bookshop begging for man. <laughs> <laughs> no. You weren't sad for her. No. When um, he said no. No. Wow. Wow. I think the part that got me was when they had like the obviously just done the deed. And then he was they were talking about breasts. I thought that part was so cute. What bit? Um, you know when they had just slept with each other mm. and, they're, and then they're talking about boobs and you know how when her nude pictures oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also actually the funnily enough the best part of that film was when her they were all sat around the table and her sister was his, they, sister. his sister sorry they were um, they were talking about like news and like any announcements mm. and her sister said I have an announcement his sister said, um, and I'm like going to be engaged with somebody who I think will make me really happy Mm. And she turns around to like the guy sighting and said, Spike. "Oh, that's you, by the way." Yeah, I thought that was absolutely beautiful because I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I was like, "Oh god, like, who's this guy?" And he, the guy doesn't even know that it's him. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was really nice. Do you like, know what that, 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 that clueless like. Englishness, that clueless it was just really Britishness? Yeah. I didn't like Spike. I was just like, "You're just forced." I did like Spike. I like Spike. I think. I think. Do you know what's really weird? I think the best part of that movie, yeah, that really, like, encompasses the Britishness of it, is at the beginning. Where 
the guy goes to buy like um a, ho- a coffee or something and he come back in and he's like he's like oh yeah, you won't yeah, believe yeah, you yeah, just yeah, came yeah, in yeah. here and he's like oh was it somebody famous? And yeah. he's like, oh, no. He's like, oh, oh, I saw somebody famous once. And he, yeah, he's, like, he's like, oh, I saw the Topol from Fiddle on the Roof. And he's yeah. like, oh. And anyway, I'm not going to go into it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the best. That I love that bit. I don't know why. It's just great. Discussions. I don't yeah. know. I think, like, I kind of, I do like um, the Richard Curtis films, to be honest. I uh, do. Love Actually, About Time. I love um, Love Actually. It's Notting Hill. Happy. Et cetera. I don't know. Did, did Richard Curtis do Nine Months? Nine months. Have you seen nine months? I have no. Never seen I, nine I know months. He did, I know he did four weddings. Did he do four weddings in a funeral? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never, and I just don't Neither think have I have. But I think that's a film that I kind of need to yeah. watch. It's like it's just when, when they get older and older, don't they? The more, the later you watch them. But he done the boat that rocked as well, didn't he? Yeah. What Which did you guys think about um, about rubbish. about time? About time. I love about time. I haven't yeah. watched it in a while. Yeah. Sorry, I just realised I have watched nine months. You have watched Nine yeah. Months, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Oh, that's so. great. What's it yeah, about? Yeah, I have watched it. Wow. Jeff Goldblum, isn't it? What's it about? He grants in it. If I remember correctly, it's I about the guy who gets he gets on pregnant. Two people are pregnant at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, right? and he like panics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like and he just doesn't really like commitment. It's not great. It's just it's fluff, isn't it? Really, but it's just kind of like it's like yeah. along came Polly that kind of fluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, you guys should watch um, a walk to remember. A walk to remember. Mm. So it was a book. Oh, it's a, it's got Mandy Moore in it. Don't know who that is. Um, What's she in? She's in um, you know the the series that I'm supposed to cry in, but I'm not. Oh. Yeah, it's the mother. <laughs> this is us. This is us. Oh, okay. I don't watch that. Yeah. Um, Mandy Moore. This is us is amazing. She's the girl that does the voiceover in Tangled. Never seen Tangled. Never seen it. Mandy Moore's the mother in This Is Us, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Swing. Can I ask you a question quickly, just going off topic? You know Chidi in The Good Place, yeah? Mm-hmm. Has he got muscles? Why does she keep saying he's ripped? I've never seen his chest. Has he got a nice chest? Who said that he's ripped? Because that's what she keeps saying. She's like, oh, did a Chidi who's surprisingly ripped, who's surprisingly jacked. And I'm just like, we've never seen Chidi with your shirt I off, though. See it. I don't see it. <laughs> oh, we have, haven't we? No. In the first... Didn't we in the first no, season? I haven't seen really sure. You know, I really cannot unsee Chidi's hotness. As in, I'm in love with Chidi and I don't... I'm just like, wow. Why? He's annoying, man. I think no, that as not. soon as perspective he's changed irritating. for... Wait! Wait, are you about to spoil it for me? Yes. Wait, where is he? Stop! I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Oh, he's in the first season. Like, I'm on the first season. Oh. I told you... Okay, let's just let's yeah. stop. Sorry, yeah. I asked the question. Yeah, but anyway... But like, yeah, I'm I, in love I, with Chidi. I, I don't think... Yeah. He's it, not annoying. It ain't, yeah. He's smart. You know, I love smart men. It's my weakness. But someone did ruin a little bit for me. They, um, David Stevens from Nights Off. He came to do. He was like, I was like, oh, I really love Ted Danson. He was like, what season are you on? I was like, one. He's like, oh yeah, you're supposed to like him right now. I'm like, oh great. So that means that I'm not gonna like him in season two then. <laughs> like he really just worked for there me. There you go. There you go. You're watching these things late, so. You know I mean? Well, yeah, I guess. Wait, so, yeah. anyway, so I let's... love him. I just realized, like, who the hell is Ted Dan? And I was like, wait, I love him, but right. I finished. And I still love him. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That's mostly flicks, guys. Ray, what's your issue? Don't have an issue. That one? No. You got oh. no issues. You got nothing to moan about this week. Nothing to moan about at all. I mean, what I want to moan about, I can't really moan about. Okay. Because I'm trying to not be better. Okay. Ooh, what do you do, girl? No, he didn't do anything. <laughs> That's right, what you cool. two did. Okay. But anyways. <laughs> what did we do? Oh, because okay. we went... I don't, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. We, we... No, 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 no. As in, I don't want to talk about it. Yes, okay. but what I'm, what I'm saying I, I, is that I, I, we're supposed to talk about what we did. I mean... No, you're not. And you're not why going not? to. Whatever. Anyway, 
Right, so who wants to pick the film for next week? Oh, yeah, we have to pick it. Don't be bitter, be bitter. So shut the fuck up, Dad. You want to, <laughs> you want to Throw pick? it over, throw it in. No, I'm picking it. So we're about to pick the next movie for multi, mo- mostly flicks. Alex is just taking off his headphones and throwing the bag to Ray. Ray's now opening the bag. She's going into the bag. She's feeling around. It's a good hand action from Ray. <laughs> Uh, just picking out the movie and she's I opening up now. Action, <laughs> <laughs> what we got? No. Just what is it? Okay, fine. Let's do it. Best man. Oh. Oh, yes. 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 What, well, the yes. first one? Because I really yes. like Best Man's Holiday. Yeah. The first one. Okay, okay the, first the first one. one. All right, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yes. Have you seen it? Of course. Oh, oh, cool. oh, all right. Best man. All right, guys. That's. It? That film makes me angry because I'm one of the poor girls. <laughs> oh my god! Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, thanks for listening, we'll guys. See you guys um, next week. Remember, sign up, uh, rate, review, all that stuff on the socials. Follow us, find us at Mostly Lit. At Mostly Lit Pod on Instagram. And Please comment and like rate us. It's really important yes, to us, especially on SoundCloud yes. and the like, and in, and iTunes definitely too. Yeah. And uh, you catch know, you guys next week. What is love? Got to do with it, Got baby. Do don't hurt me. Cool. Fall in love, guys, even if it hurts you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.